And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 143, aka season 2, episode 11. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we are recording this live to tape, uh, those call in numbers for you to dial, uh, if you want to, if you got the notice on Facebook that we're going live, are 303 335 9527 or 303 835 1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so we, we had a little bit of a pre-show discussion, MC, and slow, slow news week, uh, at least from, from my news prep this week. Uh, so what is going on with you? Anything in particular uh, that you want to discuss that stood out uh, for you? Well, I had an argument with somebody about net neutrality, but I just wanted to throw this question out there. Does... Does a Bitcoin bubble end with uh, the end of net neutrality? Because now the the evil corporations can shut down the the traffic that is, is that Bitcoin uses um, to propagate the network. So um, I don't know. I guess it could happen. And will people like ditch those services and find new services or make a decentralized internet of the future? Uh, that Bitcoin, you know, that the money of the future can run on. Um, yeah, all kinds of things could happen. Um, I think it's pr- pretty interesting. But uh, I guess the the main part of the argument was uh, just net neutrality in, in general. And the the argument he had is that, well, local governments restrict access, restrict people from building infrastructure to people's houses. So therefore, we need the federal government net neutrality to make sure that the local uh, telcos and the, the uh, internet providers uh, behave appropriately. And I'm just like, all this is government, like government created problem and the solution is more government. And, and on top of that, you don't even read the bills and the laws that they, that they write to, uh, to enforce these things. For example, one of the powers that the FCC uh, achieved um, I don't think they used it while they had it for two years, but was the bil- the ability to censor, uh, censor just like they do on uh, national TV and TV stations, right? Um, so the FCC is responsible for creating the huge monopolistic uh, 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 networks, television networks that, that exist right now. And so if people are upset about that, and, and I am too, because like I, I get tired of the, the, the few networks that are, that, that are, uh, that exist and, and all the uh, BS that they, that they uh, bring to the table. It's just, I don't know how anybody can watch the news and get any value from it. Like it's not even, it's not even entertaining anymore. I, I remember, you know, back in high school when, when you know Fox News was just getting ramped up, and and uh, and to me it was it was comical, like they would exaggerate everything, right? Right. And now it's just it's just so bad, like on both sides that I I can't even watch it. It's not even funny. It's just like it's just annoying. It's like why are you still talking about that again? Um, so yeah, uh, the FCC definitely it's a good thing that they're not regulating the internet. Um. There still is protections, uh, you know, by the government um, for, well, basically for enforcing contracts. And so if you 
buy a, a service from an internet provider and they screw you up by limiting your data or whatever and it's not in the contract, then you can sue them or you can, you know, uh, try to get your money back or, or whatever. But, you know, it's not the government's job, in my opinion, to, uh, from the top down, to tell corporations what deals they can make with their customers. Um, so, anyway, the, the local government thing is, is, a, is a big problem uh, as far as getting infrastructure to people's houses. Uh, it's a big, huge roadblock. And if you care about net neutrality, then you should care about getting more options in your local area. And, and that's, uh, that's fight number one is, is, you know, getting the freaking most awesome internet service you possibly can to your house. Right. <laughs> right. Like, and then beyond that, that most people don't understand the internet is actually fairly complicated. There's, uh, many layers of the internet. It's kind of like an onion. No, but, um, there's, there's different Four. parts of the backbone. There's different layers of access people can have like netflix has like a direct plug right into the backbone i mean because they they have so much bandwidth they basically needed to create uh uh you know uh they had to upgrade the, the the backbone around them just to be able to pump out all the all the information uh you know because everybody wants to stream 4k movies so um yeah and there's there's things like prioritization um so like people make phone calls over the internet um, their traffic has to be prioritized so that it comes through all crystal clear and without breaking up and stuff like that's not sometimes. free and equal. That's not free and equal. It's it's definitely not free and equal, but it's it's necessary. For it needs to be services neutral. to work. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, there's all types of services that people want to be able to pay extra for um, to get more use out of the internet, and people should be allowed to do that. And uh, so without net neutrality, uh, hopefully things like that happen. Uh, one of the weird things is the the, the bundling. And, and this is something that net neutrality was trying to uh, get in the way of, but they, they didn't really ever succeed. And, and so like things like, uh, so net neutrality would say like, if you, if you, give away free internet you have to give the whole internet for free right otherwise it's not neutral and so there's some some service providers especially for like uh phone companies uh cell phone providers um they want to bundle in things like hbo or netflix or whatever and they'll say well if you stream this particular show uh then we won't count it against your data plan um, seems like something that most people wouldn't complain about, right? It's like, but it's not know, free and equal. It's there's, not neutral. There's so many people that that want those services and will actually change their phone provider to get the service that, that they want to use. Like a lot of people really like HBO, so it's it seems like something. But it's not fair to Hulu. Bundle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely you know not fair to Hulu, but you know if you want Hulu, find a different service that will you know bundle in Hulu with it, you know for free or whatever. Um, there's going to be all types of competition to give customers what they want, and that's that's a you know fine and dandy thing to me. Uh, it drives prices down and uh, uh, and 
to me, it gets gives people more options and more of what they want. And I, you know, I I don't know how. I, there's no other way to say it but that. It's just it's like it's really simple, people. <laughs> um, yeah, it's business is cutthroat, and uh, there's going to be more consolidations. And in some ways, that's a good thing because that's actually how a lot of these corporations get out of taxes, right? The, the, the taxes that everybody says that must be raised on these corporations. Well, in an effort to get out of taxes, in an effort to get out of taxes, yeah, they, they pass that benefit down to the consumers in the form of uh, higher you know, competition. They're competing for your, for your dollars, so they want to give you as much service as possible for the least cost, and, and the way to make it least cost is to pay less taxes on it. So uh, in, in one way, the, the whole tax system encourages uh, the the corporations to merge together and become ever larger. Um, so if you don't like that, just eliminate the taxes, and then everybody will be equal at that point because there will be no benefit in them merging together anymore. Uh, so I'm for eliminating the, the uh, corporate tax and uh, you don't want to get me started on, on how I would do taxes because I, I have some ideas, <laughs> but that's no, not, no, that's I not for this Cause, channel. Cause, cause unless, <laughs> um, unless it's eliminate them all, <laughs> I don't right, want to hear it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I could give you ideas on p- competing governments um, and and that's that's a whole different discussion. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 kind of ranting. I, I started off at, at Bitcoin net neutrality, and now I'm I'm kind of all over the place. But that's how my mind works. It goes to the top, goes to the root of the problem, and uh, the root of the problem here is government. Right. So let's let's make that the point then, because that's kind of where I want to circle back to your initial argument. I I think I might want to address your your Bitcoin net neutrality question, but I'm not I'm not confident I have a a valid point to make on that at the moment. So I'm going to skip that part of what you said um, and go back to what you were saying with your, your friend who said, you know, it's the local governments, right, that, that need to be reined in uh, because they don't allow they don't allow competition. Well, he, uh, and, he didn't say that, that they should be reined in. He was just pointing out that all these local governments exist. Well, yeah, and but then he the does, city has he the federal government to oversee them and, you know, make right, sure right. that they don't do anything. They don't do anything detrimental. Right. So, and your, your point is valid, but it's another, it's another case, right? I'm, I'm reiterating your point a little bit. It's another case where people don't strike at the root of the problem. And in my mind and in my opinion, it goes back to the reason why, um, I stay as principled as I do as often as possible. Um, because when you, when you negate principle, then, then you allow um, these sorts of arguments to manifest uh, in, in, into the space, right? So, and what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you know, the, the principal matter is like, well, government's a problem. Uh, you know, the, the bigger problem is created by the, by the government, by the state, and then people get worried about it. And then your answer, your solution that you search for uh, is more government intervention. And then, and then your rationale for that is, well, we've already got government intervention, right? Like we're we're not going to get rid of that, 
so as long as there's going to be government intervening, you know, in, in business and in competition, we might as well have the government do this other thing as well. Right. And it happens, you know, beyond net neutrality and, and in a lot of the business space. Um, but it's, it's that acceptance. It's the acceptance that as long as we have the state, well, then we might as well, you know, do this to, for our advantage. Right. It's that mentality, um, that needs to be again, wiped, wiped out of the, off the planet, uh, if you will. Um, because it's that mentality that leads to, you know, other things where they go like, well, as long as we're going to have a government, we might as well run for office so we can be in charge of the government. Right. Let's, let's form the libertarian party, you know, where we can like preach the message of liberty, but also reign control of the state. Right. And, and take it over at some point in the distant future because they don't get any traction anywhere for the most part. Um, and I go, well, no, if you just, if you just stick to the principle of the matter, right. And, and, and argue that point all the way to the end, right. You know, if they go, well, the, the problem is the local governments, you know, don't, don't allow competition, you know, from, from service providers to the house, you know, they have the monopoly, you know, there's, there's only one telephone company and there's only one cable company. And so your choices as a consumer are limited because the local governments like allow that to happen. All right. And then, you know, and so they go, so we must have the federal government. And I go, no, 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 we must eliminate the local government then. Right. <laughs> you know, like why, why are you trying to solve the problem by making it bigger and bringing in more parties? Right. You know, you, you see the problem as the local government, you should be on my side to eliminate the local government, right? That, that should be, that should be the next step. You know, um, you know, if you, if you want to talk about taxes, like I had a, I had a brief conversation, um, with my mom about like, um, parking stalls outside the house. Right. And I, I kind of used her argue, I kind of used this argument that I'm, I'm preaching against, against her to illustrate a point. Right. So like, um, my, my uncle's got a car parked outside that's been there for over a year now and it's broken and it hasn't moved and they're putting, you know, these abandoned stickers on it. Um, and I was like, well, you could just move the car like a foot, you know, just move it up a foot and then move it back a foot. And then if the car's moved, like they can't, they can't do that. And then she said, you know, apparently somewhere uh, on the Island, they're testing, they're testing out, um, a thing where you can, you, you can lease from the state. Uh, the parking stalls in front of your house, you know, and I go, well, you know, like the neighbors, they're putting up cones to like to block their stall. And even, you know, our friendly neighbors, right? The bad neighbors are doing it and our friendly neighbors are doing it. They put out cones in front of their house so no one can park uh, in, in their quote unquote stall. And I go, well, shit, I'll just move the cone. Like they're not allowed to do that by the own rules that they follow, right? By the own government they support, that's public access roads. You're not allowed. You're, it's it's for everybody, regardless of whose house it it happens to be in front of. So if you put a cone in front of your house, blocking my public right of way to park a car there, I'll just move your cone. And she was like, "Well, they might then they might like key your car out of spite." And I go, "Well, then they don't know who they're fucking with, right? Because <laughs> I will kill everybody." Like, like, do, do, has my reputation waned so far that they do not know what I will actually do to them if they piss me off to that point? Like, do they not know? Do they not remember who I am? And she was like, well, some of them still remember who you were. I go, good. 
then they should fucking pass the message along, you know, like, you know, the, so it, it got a little bit heated there. Um, but I, then she brought up the point that they're, they're testing out this, uh, like thing in, in another part of the Island where you can lease the land in front of your house. And I go, well, that's almost good. Right. She goes, well, no, you shouldn't have to pay for the property in front of your house. I go, well, but it's not yours. It's, it's the public. If you think that you should own the, the fucking, the parking area in front of your house, then you should be on my side, right? You should say that that's private land, not public land, and that your property line extends to that area. And then you're responsible for its maintenance, right? Then you, then you can say, it's like, no, 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 it should just be free and it should be mine. I go, no, it shouldn't. Like it should be yours if you pay for it. And if it's actually your property and then you can do what you want. But it shouldn't be free for all and then just for you to use. Like, why Why should everybody, you know, who pays property taxes or, you know, road taxes for the roads pay so you get a parking stall in front of your house? You know? And she goes, well, they're going to, if they do that, then they're going to, like, if I if I take ownership over the land in front and they lease it to me, then they'll raise my property tax and that's not fair either. I'm like, then you should be on my side. Right? You should be on my side where it's not about uh, you know, raising the property tax, it's don't pay the property tax, right? Get rid, get rid of that aspect of it, you know, eliminate the local government from being able to impose a property tax on you. And then the land outside your house is just yours because you've laid a claim to it, you know, and some, you know, some third party, uh, you know, titles, escrow, whatever service you want, uh, can, can validate and verify the claim. And that's a whole different discussion. I'm not going to get into but I was, you know, saying, but, but as long as you support a system that allows for public roads, right. And you're, you're behind them, right. Then all, then you can't put a cone up. Like that's just the end of the story, right. As long as you support that, don't bitch to me uh, about how unfair it is because you support it. If you think it's unfair, get off your ass and get on my side. Right. If you don't like the local telecoms and the local cable companies, dictating uh who gets service provided uh, who gets service in your neighborhood who's the service provider in your area and they're doing so because the local government is preventing competition then get off your ass and get on my side and let's eliminate the local government like let's get rid of those people when they show up hang them up in front of your yard so all the people can see and when the next one shows up stab them in the neck lay them in front of the first one for all the people to see and then sooner or later, they don't want to come to your place anymore. And if they see a row of hanging dead people on the ground in front of the neighborhood, maybe the government won't want, the government officials, I guess, you know, the, the agents of the state won't want to come through that neighborhood because they know that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an area that takes no shit. Get on my side. If you're the only one doing it, then you're like me, you know, and, and you know, there, there's no support behind you and you just battle alone. But you shouldn't be. Because all of the things you're bitching about is all the things that I've been bitching about for a while. So just get on my side. And let's, you know, instead of asking for more protection from a bigger state, let's just eliminate the small one in front of us and move on. And so, you know, like I said, going back to the, the principle of it all, it's, we don't need the federal government to, to dictate to the states, uh, you know, that if, if you're, go you're going to have a monopoly, you have to do it this way. Just eliminate it. Eliminate the feds, eliminate the state, eliminate the local, eliminate the city, eliminate the county. And all of a sudden, right, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, if Comcast or AT&T or Verizon, 
you know, throttles your bandwidth or doesn't allow for it because all that does is create a market opportunity for someone else to come along uh, and take over. And for a while for internet service, right, they go like, there's only two, right? You can only have the cable company uh, or the telephone company. Um, and the cable company pissed me off. So I went with Clearwire when they were still viable, right? Um, WiMAX, I believe, is like the, the technology. It failed. Um, but for like two or three years, I had over-the-air broadband internet that was, you know, slower than the cable company. Um, but as I found out, it's because I had the antenna in the wrong place. And I could have had like much better speeds by just putting it on the other side of my room. Not my point. Um, but it was, it was a competitive service. Right, it was a competitive service. Cell phones now, with you know LTE technology, is a competitive service, right? That could rival, uh, you know, that could rival the cable and the telephone companies, if allowed to, right? If there if there wasn't you know all these rules, regulations, and restrictions and infringements uh, upon use, there's no reason why, uh, you know, LTE technology could gain in popularity, be just like you know WiMAX was, right? Over the air broadband service. And you have your little, you know, Verizon modem, wireless LTE or whatever, 5G technology, whatever's, whatever's next, right? Whatever technology is next that gives you, you know, super fast speeds, your little wireless modem sitting in your house and you don't need to run, you don't need to run cables and you don't need to run wires and there doesn't need to be a jack coming into the house. It's just over the air, right? Somehow over the air, whatever technology that happens to be. um, And they could be the service provider, right? They, They could compete. Uh, and, and because it's over the air wireless LTE, right. It could open up an entire new market for other service providers to enter if allowed, right. If there, if there were no regulations, no restrictions, no government interference in the marketplace, someone could go like, huh, we can make a bunch of money off this LTE or whatever the next big thing is, right. And we can compete with the big guys because we can offer faster speeds at lower prices and provide much better customer service than anyone is expecting or, you know, used to when dealing with the phone company or the cable company, right? And that's, that's the thing, right? The, the, the state mentality is they're, they're not allowing competition. So if there's only going to be one, then they have to be restricted. And the, the true answer is, well, just, just allow competition right? Get out of the way. Don't allow it. Just get out of the way. Just allow it to occur naturally. Just let it happen naturally. Let more companies come in and compete naturally by you getting out of the way. And that's, it's so easy. Um, the other, the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is you said that a lot, uh, I think you said, um, a lot of people don't understand, uh, net neutrality and they don't read the legislation. So they don't even really know what's in it. Um, and I will say that I am victim to that as well. Like, I don't have time for that. I, I'm not going to read it. Um, <laughs> I, but what I do know, right, is, you know, uh, not, not a fan of Trump at all, not a fan of the administration at all, right? But, you know, a, a tip of the hat where a tip of the hat is due, any, t- any type of legislation that gets repealed, right, no matter what it is, I go like, thumbs up, right? Tip of the hat, good job, right? Um, and so I was, I was talking with uh, M as we were driving uh, the other day. And, you know, the thing about net neutrality came up. And she's like, well, what happened? I go, well, it got repealed. And she went, yes. I went, huh. And she went, what do you mean? Huh. I go, did not expect that response from you. It's like, what do you mean? I go, 
did not think you'd be a fan of it being repealed. She's like, well, maybe I don't understand what's going on. I go, probably not. You probably have no idea what's going on because what I know about you, right, M, is that you tend to lean heavily to the left. And this is not a thing that, you know, most people who lean heavily to the left would be in support of. Um, so she gave it like a breakdown, you know, similar to you as like bundles and packages and cable companies. She's like, you know, as it stands right now with net neutrality, um, you know, the, the, it's like getting basic cable and all the, all the pay channels for free. And if you, if you don't have net neutrality, then, you know, you, you, you don't have all the basic cable channels for free and then you got to pay extra for like HBO and, and ESPN and all that other stuff. Like, and she's like, is that a good comparison? Is that, is that kind of how it works? And I had to think for a minute. I was like, you know, well, not exactly, but for her, right. There, there's no way to explain the complexity, uh, that we're talking about here, MC to her in that scenario. Uh, so I just said, no, Anna, for you, that's, that's, that's good enough. Like if that's the way you need to think about this, then yeah, that's good enough. And she went, Oh yeah, then that was the wrong reaction. Like that's that's not how I I do not want that. And I go okay, that's what I thought. You know, she goes like, and why would you? I went well, because I don't I don't need HBO and I don't need ESPN and I don't I don't I don't really need all those other paid channels. So my internet will be cheaper if I don't have to pay for all those. Like if you if you break it down and just make it like an a la carte service, I pay for the I pay for the services I want, and I don't pay for the services I don't want. And somewhere along the line, I save money because it's not like they're giving it all away for free. They're charging you for all of it. Well, and they just make it look with, like it's all for free. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the thing with, with, if we get rid of net neutrality, then people can offer services for free. So one of the things Facebook wanted to do was offer limited internet access, like limited bandwidth per month, totally for free but unlimited access to Facebook. So basically you browse Facebook, you see all their ads, and that's how Facebook makes this money. And they give you a lim limited amount of bandwidth per month, you know, for free. For everything else. That's Yeah, and that's an excellent uh opportunity for you know people that have zero money. I mean, uh worldwide this is going to be a huge deal if they can pull it off. And a boon um, for Facebook. It's kind of like how, you know, TV programs are paid for, you know, with advertisements. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people are against advertisements, but when they offer to provide uh, a service and all you have to do is put up with an advertisement, I think it's a, a good trade-off for some people. And if capitalism works and you don't like the advertisements, even even YouTube is doing this, you pay them a couple bucks and you don't see the advertisements, you know? I mean, yeah. this is this is a great option. Uh, options is what freedom is about. And the more options you have, the the more opportunities uh, you, you have to do what you think is best for your life. And it's also I'd like to see, see that, you know, the end of, you know, the government involvement in healthcare and, and everything else, because uh, I would have a lot more options. I remember getting upset a long time ago. I went over to uh, my grandparents' house to watch the, the local college football game um, on pay-per-view. 
because it was blacked out. So you had to pay like, you know, five or 10 bucks or whatever to watch the game on pay-per-view. And then they showed commercials. I was like, oh, what is this? How dare they? How dare how you? How dare they do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. Like, how the hell are you going to make you pay for the show and then show you commercials on top of that? Yeah. So That's not what pay-per-view is about. You just don't pay for it next time. You say, screw you guys. Yeah, screw you guys. This, this isn't worth the money that I paid. <laughs> if I have to watch commercials, I don't have to pay for the damn show. You know? Like, just, yeah, that's that's not how it's supposed to work. But, I mean, you know, but if you want to go like, oh, capitalist mentality, you know, like they, they, they'll they just tack it on. Um, and they have, that's right? The, With, that's the one thing about Netflix that is kind of surprising to me. They, they don't have... Well, I guess maybe they do have, maybe they don't. I don't know. I can't remember. But so Hulu operates with with commercials. Yeah. And uh, Netflix mostly with you know without. Uh, another service, Vudu, offers some movies. Mo- most of the movies you have to you know pay per view or or you you buy the movie and you can re- and you can watch them as many times as you want. Okay. And uh, but some some of the movies uh, are are free, but with with the advertisements in them. Um, so yeah, again, I just, you know, options uh, available. Yeah. And, and as those new services broke, I remember I was like a beta tester. I got in, in the, in the Hulu beta before it was a paid service at all. It was just, you know, here's the thing, but it's only like, you know, a couple thousand of you who can watch it. And I was like, I'm in sweet. I'm in. Um, but I you know, at the time they were experimenting with the advertisement model, right? So like in a typical in a typical hour long television show, right? If you you know now that I now that I torrent stuff and you know I've seen it uh, in in Hulu and whatever, there's there's only like 44 minutes of content, right? There's like 16 minutes of commercials in your average hour long television show. Last I checked, could be more now. Who knows? Um, and so Hulu, when when they did it, they'd give you like they'd give you a choice, right? There was only going to be two minutes of commercials in a 44 minute show. So it was like 44 minutes of content, two minutes of commercials. And it said, you know, you can watch this two-minute commercial and then watch 44 minutes of, you know, uh, of unedited content. Or you're going to get like two or three commercial breaks during the show and you just watch the ads then. Um, And I went, well, shit, for me, I'll just watch the ads in front. And for the next two minutes, I'll go do something else and I'll come back and watch (laughs) my show. Right? So, you know. Clearly, that may not have been the best model. Same with, you know, same with YouTube as we talk about it now, right? They're like, you know, they, they put the ad up front um, and then they go, well, you skip the ad in a few seconds. Um, but if it's a long ad and the skip button's not there, I just go, I just, you know, move the window and do something else for a little bit and then go back to my video, you know, like a minute later or whatever. Like I find something to do because I don't, I don't care to watch the ads. It's one of the reasons why I torrent. Um, and, you know, I think I posted this on Facebook, right? Like a, a lot of the the shows that I torrent now uh, seems to have like ads built into it. Like they're not editing them all out as they used to. So it's like I wonder if the advertisers. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put this out there and make it a thing. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, for darn. for fear of it becoming a thing. <laughs> but then I already did. So you know, it's like I wonder if you know. I wonder if the advertisers are like starting to pay the the, the big uploaders to leave ads in right you know as, as far as capitalism yeah, the advertisers is, are the big uploaders who knows and that could be too that could very well be too like i you know you talk about nielsen all you want but i gauge the popularity of a show based on how many seaters there are the next day 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's my metric for whether or not what I'm watching is like good content. Um, it doesn't stop me. Like I, I watch what I watch anyway. But I mean, it's it's a good. I would you. I would say that that would be like a serious metric for advertisers to look at, right? When deciding on whether or not a show was worth worth its salt, right? If that many people are pirating it, right? How many more people are watching it legitimately? And if there's not a lot of people pirating it, probably not that important of a show anyway, right? Especially newer shows. And maybe, you know, maybe you don't have the viewership that you think you do or, or that Nielsen's telling you you do. Yeah, but that's just, you know, that's just me. Um, but yeah. Any other thoughts? No. Do we have uh, some headlines? Sure. Headline. Robots must pay tax. Workers demand automatons pay their way. Headline, Raging Cop Maces Fellow Cop While Torturing Handcuffed Man with Pepper Spray. Uh, Headline, Why Won't the FDA Let Me Shove Chocolate Up My Nose? Uh, Headline, Government Should Leave Bakers Alone? Headline, Rebellious Jurors Make the World a Better Place. And finally, Headline, Amazon UK Drivers Reportedly Forced to Urinate into Bottles to Hit 200 Package a Day Quota. Uh, any particular place you want to start this week, MC? Oh, anywhere. All right, let's let's do this one. It's it has a video, so you can if you go to our show prep page, you can watch the video. I don't care too much about videos, but I'll read the article anyway. Uh, raging cop maces fellow cop while torturing handcuffed man with pepper spray uh, in New Jersey, showing how dangerous it can be to be near a raging cop as he doles out street justice. A Bridgeton police officer was hit with pepper spray as his fellow officer tortured a man with a chemical weapon for no reason. According to John Paff, who filed an Open Public Records Act request to obtain body camera footage of the incident, the the event occurred at about 5 a.m. at the Riggins service station on West Broad Street, Bridgeton, which is across the street from the Cumberland County Courthouse. Two men were in a 1996 Buick that had run out of fuel. The men who appeared to be intoxicated told officers that they were waiting for the Riggins station to open so they could purchase fuel. During an investigation, police discovered an empty whiskey bottle on the floor of the Buick, Paff reported. Initially, instead of arresting the men, the responding officers simply cited the two men and told them to call someone to come get them. The two men were told explicitly not to drive the car. However, because the car was at a pump, Marty Drummond, who was clearly drunk, got in and moved the car to the side of the gas station. This caused the officers to move in for arrest after witnessing him drive drunk. Do you want to feel pain, sir? Bridgeton officer uh, John R. Greer said to his future victim as he seemingly salivated over the idea to hurt someone weaker than him. Because Drummond was so drunk, he was slow to move. He did not appear to understand why police were arresting him either, so he asked repeatedly what he did wrong. At this point, Officer Greer and Officer Ronald F. Brummel were trying to get Drummond into the back of the police cruiser. Likely due to his bad hip, Drummond was apparently not moving fast enough, which caused Greer to blow a fuse. Greer then aimed the pepper spray directly at Drummond's face and unleashed a massive stream of the chemical agent into the eyes of his victim. Greer's sadistic use of pepper spray then backfired, however, as, in his fit of rage, he hit his fellow cop too. Officer Brumel was so thrown off by the pepper spray that he had to walk away to catch his breath. Now Greer was alone with the clearly disoriented Drummond. 
Now, how do you like it now? Yells the sadistic cop as he tortures a handcuffed, inebriated, but entirely nonviolent man with pepper spray. Greer is then seen moving for a second dose of spray. This time, however, he holds the canister at point-blank range to inflict the most damage possible. The dose is so much that Drummond can barely breathe, much less see. Drummond is so disoriented at this point that he can no longer see where or how to get all the way into the cruiser, and he simply lays down on the seat in agony. But Greer was just getting started. Pull your legs in now, barked Greer. I'm going to give it to you again, Greer said before Brumall calls him off. No, John, back off, yells Brumall, do doing what a good cop is supposed to do and prevent fellow cops from senselessly hurting others. Uh, Brumall then walks around to the other side of the vehicle and helps the incap incapacitated Drummond into the back seat while continuing to try to calm down his fellow cop who appeared to be stuck in a fit of rage. Drummond was subsequently arrested and charged with DUI and resisting arrest. Uh, as PAF reported, the complaint summons for the resisting charge claims that the man was resisting arrest by refusing to enter a patrol vehicle after be being arrested for a DWI. Greer's affidavit of probable cause claimed that the man was advised to be seated inside the patrol vehicle numerous times, at which time he refused. Uh, below is an example of how dangerous police officers can be when they lose control and start doling out punishment. The pepper spray did nothing to get Drummond into the car faster and only served to inflict pain and endanger a fellow cop. Uh, and then they show the videos of the footage. Uh, so your thoughts on this MC, uh, needless arrest, uh, in general, and then, uh, a cop throwing a fit, but you know, hitting a fellow bad guy at the same time. Yeah. I, I used to be in favor of the tasers and, and, the pepper spray. Non-lethal. Uh, or but, less than lethal. But now, um, it's just become another tool to abuse people. Pain um, compliance. And and it doesn't help with compliance either, you know. Obviously. <laughs> um it 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 usually makes it harder on themselves too. I mean, could you imagine having to deal with somebody that has a cloud of pepper spray around them. You know, it, it, that stuff is, is nasty. Um, definitely don't want to be around it. Um, so, yeah, the, the people who use it um, unnecessarily, uh, you know, and I, I'm 100% about defense. And if you carry it, uh, you know, maybe you should use it on a cop to defend yourself. <laughs> Chris Cantwell. Uh, that that would be uh, something I would I would definitely support. Um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy that you know it's is it should be trained for as a self defense tool, not for uh, not for torture, um, just because somebody isn't doing what you want, yeah. or because they're drunk or or whatever. Um, yeah, that's I, about it. I think the sad thing about this article is like. For a, for a half a second, right, it appears as the cops are going to, like, do the right thing, right? Which is rare and unnecessary, and it doesn't make them good cops, and it certainly doesn't make them good people. But for, like, a half a second, they're like, we're not going to make the thing out of this, right? Just have someone pick you up, you know, no arrest, you know, just, like, one little you know, one little citation, which still I'm not, I'm not going to argue. Uh, you know, I could, but I'm not going to. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care enough to make a big deal out of that, but it's like, you know, here's this piece of paper and then be on your way. Right. And moving the car like a, a few yards to get it out of the way of a gas pump. 
right, doesn't seem arrest worthy to me. Like, oh my God, he's driving drunk on private property, right? Because it's not the roadway at that point, it's gas station property, right? To just to just move the car out of the way, right? Like, okay, I get it. You're a little inebriated, but you didn't cause any danger. You didn't put anyone harm. You like you just you rolled the car ten feet, and for that uh, to be like the impetus for a cop to just blow his fuse and go haywire, right, is is so unnecessary. After what starts off to be a relatively you know innocuous or benign. Uh, you know, police occurrence, right? You, you know, you get, you get caught, they give you a ticket, you're on your way, you know, it, it sucks, but it's like, it's, it's, it's not newsworthy, right? It's not, it's not a big deal. Um, and, and then to escalate it to this, just so stupid. And then to not be able to calm yourself, like another cop trying to calm another, like, you know, a, a child throwing a tantrum or right, calm down, John, calm down. It's going to be okay, John. Just relax, John, calm to breathe breathe you know like these are the people in charge these are the people that they want to have the guns they want to take your guns away and they want these people to be the only ones to have them whether it's guns or pepper spray or tasers right these this is the the beacon of of responsibility in society right the the guys we can trust the most uh to do the right thing at the right time at the right moment have the skill you know and like no they're, they're they're clearly children you know they you know my experience with most of them bears this out. Like I, I have a single cop friend um, that I don't even know if that's still a thing anymore because I haven't really talked to him in a, in a few years, right? And I've had um, one what I would call reasonable discussion uh, with a cop, even though I was in the back of the cruiser at the time, right? There was there was like one who 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 is still wrong and still a bad person, right? But was able to be like calm and appeared rational and articulate in discussing these matters with me, right? Whereas most of the interactions are these guys, right? Where they, you know, they, they, it's a show of force. Uh, it's it's always you know more than necessary, and you know it's just it's ridiculous. Like I've I've been pulled over and I've been swarmed uh, with the cop cars, and my buddy's like, "What what was that all about?" You know, I go, "Well, it's a show of force." Right. If there's eight of them and two of us, right, it's clearly they're, you know, they're they're puffing out their chest and trying to be threatening. Right. And it's it's clearly just it's a show. It's a show. It's a show of force to say that, you know, we're bigger, we're badder, we're stronger. You might as well, you know, do you know, do what we say. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've also witnessed. Right. There was another time like I was coming home from work with a coworker. Um, or, or headed to another job site, I should say, with a coworker. Um, and like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're, we're stuck in traffic and all of a sudden, like the car, two cars in front of us, um, just like flashes his lights and bolts into the shoulder lane, uh, you know, and like drives forward. I'm like, whoa, did not see that coming. Like something must be going on, you know? And then like a few seconds later, another cop car comes like blasting down the shoulder lane, like, sirens playing, beep. You know, and to, to catch up with the other one. And then as we approach like the intersection, we see like two more cop cars blow through the red light, you know, to, you know, like, oh my God, there's like, there's four of them now. This must be something major, right? And so same thing again, five or six cruisers, maybe more. That's all I remember, you know, in, in my recollection of this, uh, surrounding like a Honda Civic where the guy was like already sitting on the curb handcuffed. Like that was it. There, 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 
There was no, there was no scuffle. There was no kerfuffle. There was, there was nothing, um, that, you know, one cop or maybe a backup if he's, you know, if, if necessary could not have handled. And yet for a dude in a Honda Civic already cuffed, sitting on the ground, you know, compliant, right. And under arrest, right. They, they bring in five more cop cars, you know, and however many officers are riding in them just, just to like, just to escalate the situation as if there wasn't anything else going on. They're like, no, we got to respond to this one, Bob. Right. No, no, no. We got to be there just in case. Right. I want to get my licks in too, but wholly unnecessary. Like no reason for them to be there. So, and, and again, like I said, like these are the people that you put in charge. These are, these are the children uh, responsible for the enforcement of the law uh, and, and the people that keep in line, you know, a polite society. And it's just, it's ridiculous on so many levels. And, you know, good for the officer that got hit in the face, right? And what a pussy uh, at the same time for, for not, you know, for not taking, you know, taking something back on his fellow officer, right? Like you just shot, you just shot your partner in the face with pepper spray and your partner doesn't want to fight back. Like, you know, who, whose side is he on at that point? Like, don't calm him down. Tase that fucker back. Like, you know, let's, let's have another cop on cop beef, uh, you know, where you guys can settle it amongst yourself. Instead of involving innocent drunk guys at a gas station pump parked, right? And then causing a, uh, causing a ruckus and a stir because he wants to move his car away from the pump, which is the convenient thing to do, right? And you could have done it. You could have like, well, if, you, if you're not going to drive the car, just give us the keys. We'll move the car. We'll put it in the parking stall over there. You know, get a ride home. End of story, right? But no, dumb cops doing dumb things again and good for them for getting hit in the face with pepper spray. Anything else? Nope. All right. Let's do the robots one then. Robots must pay tax. Workers demand automatons pay their way. This one also has a video at the top, so you can watch the video if you want to. A recent survey reveals a third of all workers. uh, This is from the Star, or the Daily Star in the UK, just for clarification. A recent survey reveals a third of all workers believe automatons will be doing their job within the next 15 years. The poll of 1,000 people also showed 57% of workers think these robots should be taxed in some form. Ed Molinox, the CEO of cloud accounting firm FreeAgent, which carried out the survey, said the research shows the majority of people think the future of the workplace involves robots. But he said statistics showing 69% of people in the UK would be happy to work for a robot boss indicate employees are warming to the idea of automatons in the office. He told Daily Star Online, Our research shows that while nearly half of them already think their job could be at risk to automation in the future, they also appear to be fairly welcoming of this change. A third even says they'd be happy to work for a robot boss, which suggests they are becoming increasingly comfortable with the role that technology could play in the workplace. But he said most people think that human or not, workers and employers should still pay their fair share of tax on earnings. He explained these are clear desire among British workers to ensure that things are fair, even in the event of the rise of the robots in the economy. Hypothetically, if robot bosses did start becoming commonplace, we know that most people would like to see these machines, or at least the business owners who operate them, pay the appropriate amount of tax. It'll certainly be interesting to see whether or not we'll ever see the government taxing a company that owns a robot to the same extent that they would uh, to a human employee in the years ahead. Mr. Malinox also predicted white-collar jobs being lost to technology, saying higher-skilled positions are in jeopardy. But he said it is likely that many industries will be adapt to the rapid change. 
He added, some experts predict that professional service industries may be particularly vulnerable to automation, but it's possible there could actually be even wider range of middle-income jobs potentially affected over the next decade. Uh, that may mean anything from clerk and chefs to the, to the office workers, junior lawyers, and security staff have to face the prospects of having some or possibly all of their work performed by new technology. This might sound alarming, but I don't think it necessarily means doom and gloom for the economy. Instead, it is likely that the addition to a redefinition of some office roles, there could be a rise in self-employment where people start providing uh, bespoke professional services that add deeper value to their clients. Uh, your thoughts, MC, on robots paying taxes? Um, okay. Uh, how about we eliminate the taxes first? Yeah, see, that's where I was um, going with this. But um, I... I I do. I am aware of, you know, potential problems with uh, automation of everything, and uh, and that's why I came up with my idea of uh, I'm going to call it DNA coin right now. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so basically, find a way to give everybody the you know one one crypto coin per day per person in the entire world. And people could just trade on that. Um, so why would it be important? Um, because robots don't have DNA, right? Sure. So they'll be doing all our stuff. The robots will be working maybe for coins or whatever, but, um, and maybe the robots will be, you know, centrally controlled by somebody that is just good at making all the robots. And, or maybe it'll be one robot making all the robots. Skynet. Um, yeah, and uh, but they'll be doing things for people, and and that's why I I think it's important uh, that my coin in particular is, is important because um, people are going to need something to compete for, and and if everybody is trading these DNA coins because everybody has them, um, then I I think it's a a valid system. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if labor gets super cheap because all the robots are doing everything for everybody, I think you know that's a world to look forward to. Um, the the whole part about the robots enslaving everybody um, that that will have to uh, you know keep a watchful eye out for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see that coming. I think I I pulled this article because the first thought that popped into my head is again the, the the thought process of the individuals going robots must be taxed right as like in the same breath they could have said well if robots aren't going to be taxed then neither should we right and fight for the removal of the taxes right like why why keep why keep the yoke of the state on you and then put that same yoke on somebody on something else Right when you when you can when you have the same opportunity to remove the yoke altogether, right? Uh, robots aren't going to be taxed. We're not going to be taxed. No taxes for anybody. No taxes for workers. No taxes for companies. You know, no taxes for robots. Right? Like that that should be the chant. Uh, but no, right? They go like, well, no, we we got to be equal, and equal means that everyone pays their fair share, right? 
as if that's a as if that's a thing in reality like you know what's the fair share and who decides right if it's a, if it's a robot uh you know uh overlords yeah sure whatever um but i'm not worried about that i just i just think it's another you know it's another missed opportunity uh in my mind and it's because of the the mentality of the state right the what the the greatest uh the most dangerous superstition as larkin rose puts it is this belief in the state and this belief in authority and it, it permeates down to this level where you, yes you you you're concerned about a robot stealing your job uh, and the first thing you want to do is tax him the same right not not remove your taxes so you have more disposable income right if the robot steals you know your job and you get a job making less money but your take home pay is more because you are no longer getting taxed who cares right uh, but no, you want you want to tax the robot, which means your taxes will be, will be the same. Um, and to your to your DNA coin point, MC, um, I I I'm not worried about robots, right? Like you know, I, I posted a, a little question on Facebook, like if you were a robot, whose job would you steal first? Um, and I just I I find myself unable to care about robots taking jobs, um, because to me, I don't look at it as like robots taking jobs. Um, I just see it as, you know, another increase, uh, in, in competition in, in, you know, in, in the workplace, right. It, it could be, it could be a robot. It could be, uh, you know, um, uh, younger generations of, of higher skilled employees. It could be furners coming a- across the pond to, to steal your job, right. There's, there's so many other things that can take your job. Um, that I don't get concerned necessarily over robots being one of them. Um, and I look at robots, again, not as like, oh, my God, robots, um, but just like any other technological innovation that, that moves progress along, right? Um, as, as, you know, techno- as companies develop, um, you know, technologies that do things that humans once did, uh, humans get displaced, yes, um, but that displacement, although painful for those employees and rough on them at the time, right, they, 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 there's a tendency to, you know, to get through that and to get over it, right? Um, you know, uh, we watched, uh, have, you, have you watched the movie Hidden Figures by any chance yet? Nope. Okay, so it's a, it, it's a decent enough movie, but one of the, the highlights of the movie is, you know, there's, there's this... Um, office this is like you know doing the space race there's an office of employees and you know they're they're like they're office clerks and they do office clerky type things you know and at some point they bring in a computer that's going to do all these office clerky type things and one of the the wiser employees who's like hankering for a promotion right she she goes like well this machine is going to replace us one day right she 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 foresaw what was coming and then rather than bitch and protest about the machine taking her job, she then started to learn a new skill, right? She taught herself how to program the machine so that when it came time for the machine to take all the jobs, they needed someone to program it. Guess who knew how to do it, right? You know, so as, as, as you foresee, you know, a robot stealing your job, right, maybe have some forethought. Uh, to look at something else that you might have the skill to do and start getting good at that too on the side, right? It shouldn't right. catch you by surprise. 
Go ahead. But but when when the robots get better than humans at everything, including sex, then uh, I don't know. I like where where do people go? So <laughs> uh, it might just be a, a a world you know filled with roaming robots. I don't know. Well, and that's one possibility. And and again, what I would say is. As technology advances, so do new sectors, right? Before computers, yeah. there were no computer engineers. Like, that wasn't a thing. So, yeah, usually, usually but um, I, I, I guess the, the fear hasn't presented itself yet, right? The the thing that, that I fear uh, is it's not real. It's imaginary, but it's, but it's not it, something it's that could happen. It's imaginary for everybody, happen. though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's one possible scenario. So, I'm not discounting it as a possible scenario. So we we haven't had any experience with uh, technology that that improves itself a uh, hundredfold every year, and and where does that take us? I, I, you know, it could it could be the best thing ever, or it could be you know, annihilation, or it could be assimilation. We don't know. Yeah, and and we don't know. And I'm I I would bet my money, right, or my crypto, that humans figure out something else to do, right, in in the fa- in the face of robots taking over everything, right. Well, the, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Matrix, but there's no way to prove we're not in the Matrix. Yeah, already. <laughs> and again, yeah, you know, go there or not, my I think my point is still the same, right? <laughs> that we'll figure out there will be something to, there'll be something that humans can do. That a robot can't do, or is you know would that humans couldn't do better, right? It you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I I I would bet on that we'll figure something out, right? Like that's you know otherwise otherwise right. then you're right. It's assimilation and annihilation, but I'm willing to bet just as you know just as humans have survived you know for millennia, right? Constantly improving constantly finding new things to do as technology improves that in the face of you know a robot over overthrow that we'll find something else to do i just i i, I yeah, can't or, or we I won't can't, like i i i'm just i'm actually more excited to see what happens than i am fearful like i okay. i just you know i'm just like you know whatever happens uh you know we might not be able to stop it i don't think um, it'll turn into wally well for for example um in Israel, they're making—they're actually making like killer robots, right? Artificial intelligence, um, uh, and you know the what do they call those quadcopter uh, hovercraft things? Yeah. Um, that have, uh, yeah, drones, drones that you know can can uh, target people and. I like know, quadcopters because they're still flown re- by humans. Yeah, sometimes. Um, so yeah, they can you know refuel themselves, reload themselves, and and you know just keep just go on a killing spree or whatever but um there's lots of ways to to kill humans um i just don't know if if at some point they're going to make an artificial intelligence uh that you know has an objective to you know wipe out everybody on the planet or or whatever yeah and again it's all speculation and right right my my bet is on that just like every other technological advance humans find something different to do, right? Like I said, bef- before there were, compu- before there were computers, c- there were no computer programmers. I'm going to uh, build a, a drone defense network to protect us from the killer robots. 
Okay. And and you think robots are going to help you build that? No. Damn you're gonna straight. Have to hire, you're going to have to hire some humans. No, I'm going to hire some humans that hire robots. Robots aren't going to build a defense network that protects you. It's going to have yes. like a, it's going to have because a there's back different, door. There's different computer networks. Some Internet some 2. of them are some of them are owned by is the Israelis and and some of them are owned by uh Bill Gates and some are owned by uh Mark Zuckerberg and and uh Google and and uh so competing robot armies then? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. The capitalists versus the uh it'll be you, an un, unarenaed version of BattleBots or Robot Wars. Yeah, I'm sure of it. <laughs> it's <All> coming. Right. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll we'll take some money out and, and you know bet a couple <laughs> so, rounds on that. Save up your DNA coins. You're going to need them to, to oh, buy Jesus. the ro- robot defense. Because it's the only coin taken by humans. All right. Anything else? Given Are to humans. Give, given to humans. Yeah. Or traded by traded by humans. <clears throat> no, that's it. Anything else? Final thoughts? Wrapping up? Should I should I see Star Wars? Um, yes. You should see Star Wars. Okay. Uh, I'll get on that. <laughs> be, yeah. O- only because... Like, I'm I'm a fan, and it was, I I said it, it's a solid Star Wars movie. Like that's, as, as, that's good, good enough. It's, there's it's not disapp- It's it's not spectacular. I'm not like blown away. There wasn't like oh my god, I can't believe, right? But it was <laughs> it was a solid Star Wars movie. Definitely fit. All right, that's it. Wrapping up. Yep, let's do it. All right, thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us anarchistexperience.com facebook.com slash anarchistexperience uh, if you want to join in on the discussion join in on the groups facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience that's where we post the show prep where you can comment or post your own for us to, to talk about on the show and if you want to contribute to the show financially uh, we still have patreon patreon.com slash the anarchistexperience thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you all next week peace <laughs>